It's Monday the 28th of March. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. And Shane, look, Parramatta supporters, and I say this with the kindest intent, they only come in one kind. Crazy. Because <laughs> they, love, they love their team. They've won four premierships. They haven't been to the altar of uh, rugby league since 1986. Mate, great win. Great win out of the storm, 28 to 24. And uh, look, one, one of my, my great mates, Robbie McMahon, I've spoken about him before on the show. He's a mad Parramatta supporter. I haven't spoken to him yet because he's probably still on the can celebrating. <laughs> but I was with probably the number two supporter on Saturday at a, at a mate's barbecue, Scott Remington. And he got that excited when they won. He jumped up in his nice white linen shirt and spilt red red plonk all over it. So <laughs> instead of the blue and gold, he had the, he had the red and the white on. But um, yeah, it was a really good win from Parramatta, and I'm sure their fans are very very excited. Yeah, I know Ray Stone, brilliant, an unlikely hero, but then he did his knee. There's so much about what a weekend it was. Buddy, brilliant. Buddy Franklin, one thousand goals. Tim Zoo was extraordinary yesterday, coming up off the canvas and the rugby league. What was going on with Mitch Barnett? John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. Buddy Franklin, Shane, uh, look, uh, it was probably dangerous, all those people on the ground, and uh, it went viral. It was an amazing moment for Australian sport. An amazing moment, uh, as you said to me, for Australian sport, but for, for Buddy Franklin, uh, he needed four goals going into the match against um, the Cats, and the Swans winning 107 to 77. He only got four shots on goals, and uh, he nailed every one of them. Um, but that last goal, quite a bit of pressure. He had pretty much every kid in the stadium on the fence ready to run onto the ground. If he missed, the game would have been stopped for another 15 minutes anyway. Uh, they would have had to reset. But uh, as it turned out, he nailed it between the posts. And, yeah, the game was pretty much stopped for about 20 to 35 or 30 minutes. And uh, once they had to try and clear the field. But a, a real super night for, for Buddy Franklin. He goes to 1,000, rarefied air now. It went around the world, didn't it? The Americans were looking, hey, man, what's going on there? Yeah, it did. And uh, I think um, particularly the Americans are always confused by the game of AFL and what, what the rules are. But uh, I think just as a sporting moment, it, it's right up there that uh, – you know, Sydney's never been really the home of AFL. We know that Melbourne is, and uh, it just sort of really captured everyone's hearts up here. And uh, yeah, Buddy's been a super signing for the Swans, and um, he'll he'll get signed for another year or so now. But but a great moment in his sport, and a great moment for the Swans. Yeah, he's an iconic figure in Australian sport too. He's uh, he's big, he's brazen, he's striking. Yep. He's so talented. He he doesn't like the 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 lights of the media. He doesn't like uh, that high high profile that just comes with who he is. But uh, he's a really nice fella. He's a really quiet guy actually. Just a regulation kind of guy. I've had the opportunity a couple of times to meet him. And uh, congratulations to Lance Buddy Franklin. Thousand goals. Uh, it'd be a while before we see someone achieve that. That's for sure. Now Tim Zoo, we. Met 
mentioned America before and how they've been interested in what happened with Buddy Franklin, but Tim Zhu has gone to the States and, uh, look, it didn't go all his way, did it, at, uh, against Terrell Gorsia, but uh, he, 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 got the, he got the chocolates in the end. He did, mate. He was knocked down in the first round, uh, sort of a straight left uh, from Gorsia. Um but yeah, he's uh, he said he came into the fight with a with a nasty cough, and he didn't want to make any excuses, particularly to the media, um, being his first American his American debut. And uh, look, he hung in there, and and he and he got the chocolates, as you said, um, by round twelve. He's a uh, he's a super t- uh, technician, uh, Tim Zhu, and uh, and fought really well. This sort of sets him up now for for bigger and better things after winning his first fight in America. Nasty cough is, is is he the first boxer to win a fight of that of that type with COVID? Mm. <laughs> Tim Zhu, uh, yeah, look, uh, he, you see, you certainly got better value for money than you did the other night uh, with Sonny Bill Williams and uh, and Barry Hall. We had to blink to miss it. I'll be very much so. As I said, that was the worst fifty bucks I ever spent on Barry Hall. Anyway, that's moving on from that one, Timmy. <laughs> well, I know you're I know you're a maths fan and SAS fan. You love all these shows. Yep. Uh, Ebony Bridges was one of the well, number one, wasn't she on SAS and and uh, look, she was always seen as someone who sort of didn't really listen to the the guys that were running the joint. But she certainly got the job done in the IBF World Bantamweight title. She did. Uh, the fight was in Leeds. Um, the 25 year old said he's sort of known as the Blonde Bomber, Tim. Um, look, mm. she she took on uh, Maria uh, Cecilia Roman, and uh, and and got got the got the points there as well. She's a former maths teacher. Turn, turn boxer, um, and she looked good, and and, and I think you, you're going to see her sort of progress now. Whether she's going to make it all the way, time will tell. But uh, she looked pretty, pretty good in this fight. Yeah, and and she blasted the doubters. Uh, she she got quite on the front foot, uh, blowing up uh, cricket. Australia ends uh, ends the the curse. They haven't toured Pakistan for well over two decades. And look, I thought this was outstanding. Um, I uh, I thought Pat Cummins would get the job done on the final day, and along with Nathan Lyon, uh, they did it, winning the Test and winning the series one nil. And uh, to hear the rattle of the stumps on that final ball in Lahore was just fantastic. It certainly was, and it certainly sets up Andrew McDonald now. He'll come back and he'll be signed as the Australian coach probably for the next couple of years. Um, he's had full support too from Pat Cummings post this match and just said Andrew McDonald, his planning and preparation was second to none. So he's really getting a lot of support from the Australian captain there. But as you said, uh, Nathan Lyons stood up, took five for 83. Pat Cummins, three for 23. Mitchell Stark, one for 53. Um, and the Aussies got all 10 wickets. Green got the crucial uh, first wicket of the day, a, a nice little nick off to Alex Carey. Um, and then the pressure just mounted on Pakistan. A fantastic win. The first time we've won in the subcontinent for, uh, for about 11 years. Um, and the first time we've won overseas for six years. So a big effort um, from the Aussie boys. And, of course, the Women's World Cup, Australia doing well. India, oh, I tell you what, they won't be happy uh, in that part of the subcontinent. It was a, it was heartbreaking, was it? It was hard to watch their World Cup exit in that final over. Um, mess up, blunder, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so it's a real powerhouse. We know India in, in both men and women's cricket. Uh, India scored seven for 274. South uh, South Africa chased it down, needing five runs off three balls, um, and it came down to India bowled a no ball. Um, so they miss out now, and South Africa go through to the semi-final. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, uh, some days are diamonds, some days are stones. That's just the way sport goes. We've got plenty more to come. We've got tennis, we've got NRL, and what about this news with Josh Giddy? After
So Ash Barty uh, retiring from tennis. It means uh, Iga Swiatek, Shane, has uh, gone to number one. The 20-year-old from Warsaw, um, the Polish girl, uh, takes on the world number one ranking, which is a big, big leap for her. I, I don't think she expected to be even close to, to, to the number one to take Ash's spot for a couple of years at least. But uh, due to Ash's retirement, she now is the number one player in the world. So she goes from the hunting to the hunted now, and uh, there's going to be a lot of pressure on her. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, it's you know it's been much speculated as to what Ash Barty will do next. I actually think... Uh, I agree with Kari Webb. I think she might have a tilt at golf. She's only 25. She's done it in tennis and gone to the top of the world, 130 million. She could still continue to make money for the rest of her life on the back of that and the three grand slams. But uh, she's a handy golfer and Kari Webb reckons she could be one of Australia's best. Yeah, look, I think I think Ash is a little bit more competitive than she probably gives herself credit for. Um, I think she'll get married. I think she'll, she might even try and have a child in the next year or so. Um, and then I think she'll come back and play tennis. I, I really do. Um, I think she she'll fiddle around with golf, but uh, it takes as much dedication and preparation and and commitment to become a, a professional in any sport. And uh, I think once she sort of has a child, gets married, has a couple of years off, and, and reflects, I think the hunger in tennis will come back. And I think you'll see her back on the tennis court by the age of say twenty seven, twenty eight. All right, there it is, Shane's yep. bold predictions. He got it right with Tom Brady, so will it happen with Ash Barty? certainly young enough. Mm. Most of these tennis players are playing till they're 40, and she's 25, so there's a lot of time left. Now, there were some cracking rugby league games, as you referred to earlier. That Parramatta game was a, a ripping finish. Even the Daily Cherry Evans field goal yesterday for Manly to get home mm. 13-12 over the Bulldogs. But there was one particularly ugly incident. It involved Newcastle. They got well beaten by Penrith. Mitch Barnett, he's had some problems in the past, uh, but this was just really ugly. It was off the ball, flung his elbow out right on the chin of Chris Smith. Yeah, it looked ugly, didn't it? And uh, he's going to get quite a few weeks for this. He was the first uh, Newcastle Knights player to be sent off in years. And uh, yeah, as you said, it was off the ball, Tim, which is even worse when they look at it from a judiciary perspective and elbow straight to Chris Smith's yeah, jaw. Not, not nice at all. One thing that uh, we probably went off too early on on Friday, and uh, I even said a tweet about it, Brisbane Broncos being um, really good in 2022, then they got absolutely whacked (laughs) by the Cowboys. And Jeremiah Nanai, uh, three-try hero uh, for for the Cowboys, oh, yeah, they were all over him, like a cheap suit. Geez, he looked good, didn't he? Jeremiah Nanai, future origin player, that's for sure. Um, Look, I watched this match, and... The Broncos were in the were in the match. I think they were down by about six points at half time, and straight after half time, Josh Reynolds went for a forty twenty, just put the ball out in the full, um, which brought uh, brought the opposition back into their half. They uh, sustained a couple of um, sets, uh, and then Josh Reynolds again with the dropout kick put the ball out in the full again, and then they scored. And they sort of buckled from that point of view. So yeah, their marquee player having an off day with the boot. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Josh Giddy, all we've read and talked about recently is is great news and this precocious, prodigious talent, this young Australian. Well, he's had a bad moment, hasn't he? He is. He's going to be out for the rest of the season with a hip injury. Mm. Uh, it's a real shame. He's having a, a absolute bumper of a rookie year. He scored four triple doubles in his in his rookie year, which is unheard of. And uh, yeah, very very disappointing end for what's been a fantastic opening season in the NBA. Yeah, well, you'd have to be under a rock in Australia not to have noticed the uh, the enormous amounts of rain and flooding 
problems and our heart goes out to all those that have been affected over the past couple of months. But it has had an impact um, on sport as well. And Saturday, of course, was a, a big day of racing at Rose Hill Gardens. And they got through three races, but just basically the track was that sodden from all the all mm. the rain and it got heavy again on Friday night and Saturday. So basically what happened is this big, rich day of racing got called off after three races. So it makes Newcastle today a huge focus. Newcastle, of course, the, the Tancred, the Vinery, all will be run on a track in provincial Australia, Newcastle. So all eyes set for seven races. And, of course, all these races have a fair bearing on what happens in the championships, which start uh, this weekend and go over two weekends. Yeah, and Kerry Parker's Think It Over um – is that a chance, Tim, you reckon? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, now that it's in Newcastle, um, the other horse that I would suggest, as, as a, and I tipped it on Saturday, but it obviously didn't run, uh, the Hinged. I do like Hinged in the Vinery. So if you're going to have okay. a little bet with your head not over it, um, a great day of racing in Newcastle today. Now, to wrap it up, Shano, um, look, uh, Joe Root, his captaincy again is under a fairly serious spotlight after they went down to the West Indies and mm. many are saying this morning, or well, many did say this morning, that his, his position as captain is untenable. Um, but that's where you're going to take us to to finish off today's podcast, the the West Indies. I sure am, mate. And it, um, it made me think after watching the scenes when Buddy kicked his 1,000th goal and, and all the crowd running onto the field and sort of swarming Buddy, taking him a good 15 minutes to get off the, the pitch so the game could restart. It reminded me of 1999. We played a one-day series in uh, the West Indies prior to going to England for the World Cup. And it was Steve Waugh was batting. I think we needed three runs off the last ball. And as Steve Waugh hit the ball to mid-wicket, the crowd ran on. Uh, and by the time Steve got back for the, for the second run, all six stumps were gone by the crowd. They were that quick to, to take <laughs> them. But uh, Steve Waugh was saying he really feared for his... His, his personal security and and life out wow. there as the as the crowd were trying to steal his bat off him and and gloves and pull his pads off his legs while he's trying to get off the field, um, it was just a real moment in sport and I think it was really really hard for the security around the SCG to try and stop what happened there on Saturday night. Thank goodness no one was hurt, but uh, they need to look at that in the future for those sort of moments and maybe even get security out onto the ground uh, prior. Uh, if you missed it, the security guys can run off, but. Yeah, you'd hate to see a, a Monday player get injured. And, and I tell you what, mate, there's got to be some COVID cases that come out of that, that event on Saturday night as well. Things can turn pear-shaped quickly, Shana. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors in O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. And of course, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of support. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.